0: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ Lafira. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Caraman. and we are a belly-up sports podcast. We are what they are. Brandon, how you doing?
1: LJ, doing good. <laughs> uh, we are still monitoring a few games that are going on now, but for the most part, All the important games that relate to the wild card and playoff races have wrapped up. Another great day in the league. Uh, We now have a player who's in sole possession of the home run uh, leaderboard. We will get to uh, him in a little bit. But yeah, LJ, should we get right into it, starting with uh, your socks?
0: Yeah, so the Red Sox ride the first start back from the COVID IL by Chris Sale all the way to a seven to one victory. Yes, I was correct on that. Chris Sale goes. I want to say it was five full. It might have been a little extra. I cannot entirely remember. Five full, one run, and one strikeout in this group in this grouping. The one run came off of a Hayes home run. But more interestingly, Brandon, 10 of Sale's 15 outs
1: were by ground ball. Which, LJ, I mean, I feel like Chris Sale, sorry for the motorcycle that just went by. Uh, Chris Sale is a guy who primarily gets his outs by strikeout, no? Yep. Yep. So for him to be allowing contact, sure, it's good contact to allow as a pitcher. But that tells me that he still isn't 100, 100 percent. And of course, you're going to have games like that. But especially when you guys are playing Baltimore. I mean, look, he pitched a fantastic game. Don't get me wrong. Uh, just surprising to see one strikeout. I mean, that's. That's strange. In oh, MLB.com, they changed their game recap.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, they, they no longer show the hits column for pitchers, which is bizarre. But besides Why would that. they get rid of that?
1: How do I switch it. to the old one? I hate it already, LJ. Yeah,
0: it, it does. I don't see how it benefits them, honestly. It's showing all the same things.
1: I now have to click on a drop-down to see, like, the rest of the batting totals.
0: (laughs) Uh, Brandon, if I can defend Chris Sale here, the dude did just have COVID.
1: (laughs) Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I get that. And (laughs) he still must have had really, really good stuff. I mean, Hmm. did uh, you watch the game tonight?
0: A bit. I had some other stuff
1: on So... Five innings in your first start back from COVID is, I mean, a lot of pitchers would hope to get five innings. You qualify for the win there. Uh, Do we know how many hits he gave up? I'm, I'm actually interested to see.
0: You're only, Brandon, you're only interested because you don't, you can't see it.
1: Exactly. All right, he only gave up two hits and one was the home run. So yeah, it's safe to say the contact was not very strong off of him tonight uh, had really good stuff, obviously the uh, defense behind him backed it up, nine ground outs to one flyout and uh yeah overall, a nice night by sale, nice win for the Red sox the orioles first team in the league to lose one hundred games i believe uh. Yes. Arizona is currently beating the Astros in the bottom of the 10th. Uh, so that would be the only other team I would think. Uh, looks like the Astros have it. Uh, the Astros tied it. Never mind. So not, no longer leading. In the span that I clicked on the box score, the Astros scored. So, <laughs> but the Red Sox leads us uh, very nicely into the Yankees as it's. Basically, the AL wildcard race, and I know we talk a lot of AL East on here to begin with, but the AL wildcard race, LJ, it's just between three AL East teams at this point, right?
0: Yes. Again, we've talked about three games out at this point. We're eventually going to have to move it to two games out by, by the end of the week. But yeah, three. if you're three games out like the West has been this week, you're out of it. I'm sorry. There's not. You're not coming back from it, and you're not coming back from it with how hot a team like Toronto's been, with how easy a schedule a team like Boston has. It's it, it, it's not in the cards. I'm sorry. Go home. Think about what you've done.
1: And that makes the series between the Yankees and Red Sox so important next week. I mean, that's the se- series of the season for both teams there, and we will certainly have our eyes peeled, but because both the Yankees are actually get into the Yankees game. Now uh, the Yankees do pick up a win tonight against the Cleveland Indians. They win. I believe it was seven, eight to zero Uh, Corey Kluber pitching against his own, his old club, six innings. I got to see how many hits he gave up. I'm interested. Finally, (laughs) six innings, Four hits, no earned runs. Uh, he strikes out four. Uh, looked pretty good. I was able to see some of the game. I thought he was pitching really good, had good control, uh, was getting soft contact, certainly. Uh Michael King with two big innings out of the bullpen, but Joey Gallo, LJ, has been heating up lately. I believe it's now 12 home runs in his last 16 games. He has two tonight. Three for four, Uh, he goes in total, gets the batting average back above the Mendoza line with the performance tonight, which is crazy for a guy who has an 833 OPS that he's been around the Mendoza line the whole year. But look, the Yankees, this series against the Indians, whether you like me saying this or not, we need a sweep. I mean, just look at the way Toronto and Boston have been playing. And like LJ mentions that Boston schedule, Boston, more than likely is going to win tomorrow, win Sunday, the Yankees should have no reason to not win these games. If you are clearly the better team and you're in the hunt for the playoffs, you just have a certain aura about you coming into every game, certain mindset that. You just want it more than the Indians who are 71 and 74. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying the Indians don't aren't going to be, you know, I'm not saying they're not going to be trying. Of course not.
0: But the Indians, we should we should also note, Brandon, the Indians cannot be mathematically eliminated with us with by getting swept by the Yankees. So they still have something to play for.
1: Right, but. Certainly, at this point in the year, they're not uh, very concerned about making the playoffs. As LJ, I believe the Washington Nationals are still uh, playoff eligible. The Cubs, I believe, if they lose tonight, I think the Cubs become ineligible for the playoffs. The Royals oh. can still make it. The Rockies.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the Nationals are eliminated, but the Cubs are five games. So The
1: Nationals are – are they f- officially out?
0: They are playoff eliminated, yes.
1: Okay, after the loss today.
0: So, yeah, so a Chicago loss today would drop them to – I think they would be out days.
1: because they can't win their division. They, they weren't able to win that as of, like, a couple days ago. Oh.
0: Yeah, but – yeah, but the Cubs yeah, the Cubs still have five more games as of right now. A loss would make that four games. So reasonably, if St. Louis wins their next two, Chicago loses their next two, they're also out.
1: Well, we will certainly get to the NL in a second, but uh, Yankees have a game. Their game's at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Luis Heal on the mound facing Aaron Once, Like I said, must-win game for the Yanks. The Red Sox are also going. At one o'clock tomorrow, LJ's favorite Nick Pavetta will be taking on Zach Lowther uh, for Baltimore. And uh,
0: intimidating names come out of campaign yards.
1: (laughs) Of course, uh, you know, if you can't have a team that's talented, you might as well have a team that's got some interesting names and faces. (laughs) But the team that both the Yankees and Red Sox pass today uh to go into uh i guess the yankees are in second in the wild card now red sox are in first the toronto blue jays who drop a game today to the minnesota twins seven to three michael Pineda five and two thirds one earned run uh hyunjin ryu not a good start two innings five earned allows two home runs uh you know, really didn't help that Toronto gives up a five spot in the third inning after they had just taken the lead. And it's too hard to come back from that. At that point, you've got six innings to make up four runs. Like, yeah, sure. It's not bad, but you know, you're, when you set yourself up like that at the start of the game, just like, I know I was just talking about mindset, but your mindset is not very good. It's like, okay, we have to score four runs or whatever. And this guy, Michael Pineda, is a he's pretty much the antithesis of an average MLB starter. So he'll have his starts here and there. And tonight was certainly one of them. Picks up the win. Toronto goes from second to fourth in the AL East in one day. Have to love those kind of drastic moves still this late in the season. LJ, like <laughs> I don't think teams move that much really other than like the first week, right? First couple of weeks.
0: This is what amazes me so much about baseball. You think you would think with let's look at other, let's look at basketball. Okay. 82 games a good portion of the time that maybe the eighth seed at most is in contention to move around. Everything else is pretty much locked up by the final night. Whereas you now have baseball who has twice as many games and they, and things are still coming down to the wire, like. And almost
1: half the playoff teams. Yeah.
0: Like theoretically. This should already be decided when you were to, if you looked at the NFL, the MLB, the NHL, this should be decided by 120 games. But yeah, the fact that things things get so tight every year is just amazing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think a good comparison to LJ, me and you are both fans of the Premier League soccer, they play a 38 game schedule point system three points if you win one if you tie zero if you lose LJ by like the final two weeks everything is pretty much set in stone like you know who's first you pretty much know who's getting second maybe third and fourth are close the top four matters a lot in uh, soccer but other than that like there's not a lot of stuff really going on baseball we see what was it a 2018 there was two game 163s, so there was one that was for a division title the other was for a wild card I mean crazy yeah, that, correct, had... me
0: if correct me if I'm wrong wasn't that all one team or no no, so... no no there were two correct me if I'm wrong there's two separate but there was also all, yeah there was also almost a third if the wrong team had won the division game
1: Yes, so wild card playoff
0: had to happen. what
1: I believe it was, was the Dodgers and Rockies were playing for the NL West title, which I mean, holy shit, I cannot believe that world. I just said, how, how did I just say those words, LJ? <laughs> and then the Cubs and the Brewers were playing for game 163 for the wild card spot. That's the year the Brewers end up making the NLCS. Crazy that you can literally be one game away from getting knocked out not even being in the playoffs and then you can make a run. Uh it just goes to show that we're, sure we're 95% of the way through the baseball season, but there's just so much unpredictability, so much fun uh games and just events that are going to happen from now through the World Series. Uh, I personally can't wait. This AL Wild Card Really, the whole year, this AL East, sure, Tampa has, you know, extended their lead, but Toronto, Boston, and the Yankees have just all been, they've never fallen too far out of it. They've never gotten too far ahead. They've always just been in within striking distance of each other, and it's going to make for a very entertaining final 15-16 games for these teams.
0: If I can derail this show real quick before we get to the National League.
1: Uh, we got to talk about Brooks too. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I'd like to go back to the uh, Premier League real quick because I think baseball can learn a lot from them in terms of marketing the end of the season. Yes, their winner is decided weeks in advance of the actual end of the season. However, they are able to make up for that. They're able to still drive the hype around the end of their season and around their season by focusing on all, multiple alternate things to look for across the table. And that's something that American sports does not do enough of is focusing from top to bottom of the standings on finding interesting stories throughout the year. Uh, admittedly, this is partially our fault as well. We should be talking about the race for the one, the number one pick, and the top three or four picks, because that does mean something. I mean, let's look, looking back at the whole soccer analogy. Those top leagues, you're right. Number one is decided, but there is a huge dogfight usually between number four and eight for those two European tournament entry areas as well as the relegation zone at the bottom with the bottom bottom four teams four or five teams so there is a lot to like across the table top to bottom and I think baseball operates very similarly while I admit that we have not done a good job with it there are three stories that are theoretically happening right now actually four really you've got Who's going to get the number one seed in a in a league? You've got who's going to win the division number two? That's another big story that they can market.
1: Who's Especially win the NL East, which yep. yeah, oh,
0: not not the NL East,
1: not the or excuse me, not excuse me, um, not NL East. Well, I I saw three games back and then I remembered our rule. west. I remembered the rule.
0: Yeah.
1: West, yes, west.
0: Um. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So that's, that's number three. And then number four is for those, those first couple picks in, in a league in leagues like the NFL and the MLB that don't have a lottery system that doesn't base it around luck. That is a huge deal to be able to get one of your top choices of the best prospects in the world.
1: Yeah. And what's crazy to think is that, yeah, the MLB draft is real unpredictable. But if you look at the historical number one picks in the MLB draft, very few busts, LJ. I mean, there's certainly ones there and there's ones in every sport, but I would say that as for the number one overall picks for MLB, these guys were all, I mean, some of the best players of all time were picked number one overall, which the NBA, the the you know, the MJ versus LeBron debate, LeBron comes out of high school. He goes first overall. MJ was the third overall pick. And then you look at baseball, Barry Bonds was a number one overall pick. A-Rod was a number one overall pick. I'm probably missing some real obvious ones. I think Carlos Correa, number one overall, Garrett Cole. I mean, just the list goes on and on of these guys who get picked number one or the top five that you're right. This stuff does matter. And as of right now, Arizona and Baltimore have the exact same record. And if Arizona ended up losing, which they did, they uh, lost. They did actually.
0: That was a walk-off hit by a pitch in the 10th.
1: Oh, uh, great. Yeah. Well, they were intentionally walking guys while up one in extra innings. And I was like, uh Oh, this is bad. Uh, so they now Belgium, they both sit at 47 and 100. <laughs> Now, sure, like I was saying earlier, they're not going to not try. But they would, it seems like, see, how would you approach that, though? You're a GM, and it's like, great, we, got, we had the worst record in the league. Hey, but we get the first pick. I feel like in the NFL.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a lot better of a trade-off than the MLB because you can play with that new guy the next year. MLB, your number one overall pick, you're more than likely still going to be bad next year. And you won't see that guy for at least a couple of years. So,
0: Yeah, but it's, it, but it's still a major story.
1: Oh, no, exactly. Exactly.
0: I, I totally one, agree. One we're not talking about here, let's look a little farther up the table from past the bottom, bottom pick. Let's talk about Pittsburgh here. They are seven and three in their last 10, just beat Miami today. And that, Brandon, that puts them just above the Texas Rangers at a point in the year where it's a lot easier to lose games than it is to just accidentally win games. So they have now put themselves in a bad position from getting the third pick. They have now moved themselves with a really good stretch of hot play out of out of contention for the first pick and out first and second picks and now out of the favorite for the third pick
1: yeah uh yeah it's and you literally just need like one of those stretches where you win 10 out of 15 and that completely can kill your draft uh you know your your draft spot then you can do a little butterfly effect and be like, oh, if we didn't win those 10 out of 15 games, we could have had him instead of him. I mean, I just love looking at stuff like that and seeing how far you can go just by a couple meaningful mid-September games, uh, how much that can change. But uh, yeah, LJ, before we get on the National League, I want to touch on this thing real quick. So, of course, the Yankees. I've talked about Brooks Krisky on this show a few times. He, uh, when I went to the Yankees Red Sox game at Fenway this year, he came in to pitch for the Yankees in the top of the, or in the bottom of the 10th. He threw four wild pitches, the most ever in an inning uh, by a player since the integration era, I want to say. <laughs> and when you figure out the story behind how the hell this guy got on the Yankees, at least the 2021 roster, LJ will certainly get a kick out of it because he has given me a lot of crap about this one player, and that is Garrett Whitlock. The
0: Yankees so, spit in his eye, said he was no good.
1: Well, LJ, you are right in the fact that, of course, there's the Rule 5 draft every year where if you are not on the 40 man roster, you are eligible to be picked uh, by another team. And you must stay on that other team's 26-man active roster the entire year unless you are injured. And the Yankees had to make a choice on their 40-man roster between Brooks Krisky and Garrett Whitlock. LJ, who'd they pick?
0: I would believe they chose a Brooks Krisky. Maybe they were trying to get the uh... – publicity of having a famous golfer on the team and they accidentally confused him with Brooks Kepka but
1: <laughs> well
0: the only logic I can see
1: so LJ so now let me get this straight if the Yankees protected Brooks Krisky he must still be on the Yankees now right I, I mean, mean that
0: would be logical he seems like a very valuable part of the organization
1: no if he wasn't on the Yankees so he was he's been in the Yankees bullpen you know at times this year which is one of the better bullpens in the league. So you would say if he's not on the Yankees, he's probably at least on a major league roster somewhere, right? Yes. Is is that fair to assume? Yeah. Well, he is on the Baltimore Orioles, which, okay, the Yankees uh, DFA'd him, the Orioles pick him up. LJ, he is not on the MLB Baltimore Orioles. (laughs) No, no. He is on the triple A Baltimore Orioles. Now I'm going to go through a few names in this bullpen here who they have instead of Brooks Kriski, a Marcos Diplon, Eric Hanhold, uh, Tyler Wells. According to this, their closer is Cole (laughs) Salser. Uh, yeah, LJ. <clears throat> Yanks certainly didn't make the right move. Uh, When you, especially when we check out what Garrett Whitlock has done for the Red Sox this year.
0: Yes, and I'd also like to express my outrage with that. You're right, they did whiff on him, but I'm going to express my outrage with the rest of the league. This may be, this may be biased. I will admit that. But Brandon, 70 innings, 192 ERA is a reliever, and he's not even showing in the odds for rookie of the year. What's up with that?
1: That's interesting. You know, I don't know. And the rookie, the rookie of the year, excuse me, is the one award we haven't talked about very much, but LJ, he's got three war. Yep. As as a reliever, it's pretty pretty crazy the season that he's had, and um, yeah, the Yanks could have really really used this guy. Uh, but hey, you can't make all the right moves. Uh, if if I've learned anything about baseball, you're gonna be wrong with a ninety percent of the moves you make, and hopefully the ten percent you're right with you hit big, but. Yeah, LJ, shall we get into this National League as uh, this Reds-Dodgers series started tonight and is a very big one. And uh, Dodgers entered on a six-game win streak, and the Reds pick up a huge win tonight behind a Luis Castillo start that just comes out of nowhere Uh, six and a third, 10 strikeouts, no earned runs, shuts down the Dodgers. The Reds get to Walker Bueller. He goes six innings, three earned, five strikeouts. And uh, look, there was nothing special. Kyle Farmer, two doubles. Uh, He ends up with uh, one of them with two outs. He, He brings home two runs with one of them. And both off of Walker Bueller, If you can pitch well enough, if you only allow one run, it doesn't matter how bad your offense is. You can figure it out. Scoring three runs in a game is certainly less than the league average, but you figure it out. And what a win for the Reds tonight, who are seemingly never falling out of it, even though there's been times where we're like, wow, that's a brutal series loss for Cincinnati. They just keep coming back, LJ.
0: Yes, this... This is a very big game. Not only is the hunt for Reds October still alive, but this certainly provides a very nice cushion in this NL West division race, as we will talk about it a little more in a minute. But the Giants are currently three outs away with a two-run lead from beating the Braves here today. Oh, uh, The so, Braves
1: do have runners on first and second with no outs in the ninth. They have the go-ahead run at the plate with no outs. That's okay. I'm going to be monitoring it while you're talking, so... Yeah,
0: that's okay. Um, but, yeah, this is... We talk about these... This is the part of the season where teams in the playoff hunt can't drop games. And when you're in a matchup with two playoff teams, it becomes two very dominant wills bearing down on each other. And today it was, it was the Reds.
1: And as an update for how the NL wild card sits right now, Dodgers in first, uh, the Cardinals are in second. They have two games in hand on Cincinnati, but uh, are up two games on the loss column, which puts them exactly a game ahead of the reds uh but we might as well get into this to Cardinals Padres as that's very very relevant as well uh both teams LJ this is another uh, isn't it crazy we get Reds Giants and Cardinals Padres (laughs) the same weekend when all four of those teams uh end up you know being uh what's it called all four of those teams are in the wild card, and now all of a sudden they end up playing each other in series this weekend. I mean, talk about drama. These are some of the most action-packed series that we'll see the, the, whole, the whole season, I think.
0: Yeah, this – I can't – I can almost not bring myself to say it. I guess I, I'll, I'll call it okay, this is better. This is very lucky scheduling by the MLB. They got very lucky with their schedule making. That is all the credit I would give them with their schedules. But this certainly makes the next couple of days of viewing much more pleasant.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. And look, I mean, it's certainly tough uh, to be a fan of one of these teams through this moment. I mean, being a Yankees fan, it's certainly not the most enjoyable uh, part of the season, but you just, maybe, you know,
0: the the amount of stress, but I feel surprisingly calm.
1: Yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, and look, I'm just, I'm excited to be able to see how this plays out, but, uh, oh my God, LJ. The Braves just took the lead on a three-run home run by Travis Darno to go up five to four on the Giants.
0: Well, the spin on this, the Giants have not lost the division lead. There's that.
1: There is that. Uh, yeah, so, well, they can still come back in the bottom of the ninth uh, there's that. But Cardinals Padres, LJ, I, I never even got into the score of this game because we got a little sidetracked. Cardinals win eight to two uh, behind a Miles Michaelis start. Uh, great to see him back. You know, he's been uh, he's made quite a few starts since August. That was his first time or August 20th is when he came back. His first time pitching since May 22nd. Uh, And of course, he was out for, I believe, most of 2020. But he comes in tonight, has a great game against the Padres. uh, Five and two thirds, three hits, no earned. Strikes out three. And uh, yeah, they get to Padre starter Vince Velasquez, who they just signed uh, off the street. Basically, he was pitching for the Phillies this year. Uh, The big hits for St. Louis, Paul Goldschmidt, two for four. Uh, Tyler O'Neal with a home run. And then Dylan Carlson with two big home runs in this game. Uh, Cardinals, like I said, they're now a game ahead of the Padres. LJ, the Padres are fourth in the wild card.
0: Have we... Brandon, have you seen enough fight from this team over the last month to make you feel even remotely confident that they'll actually put up a fight in this Wild Card? I like, guess they can win games, but they haven't had that they haven't had that heart, they haven't had that edge, and they certainly haven't had the consistency of a team like St. Louis.
1: No, they haven't. And St. Louis has now won six in a row with this uh, game. And they just got to a positive run differential with this game as well. So uh, look very exciting for Cardinals fans, especially because we thought they were absolutely out of it. But uh, yeah, you know, it should be a, uh, you know, uh, I really don't know how to, the th-
0: pot, but they do have the Brewers for seven games before. the. end Yeah. Of the
1: season. You know, I was, that's exactly what I was going to get to out. I, I was going to say, while the Cardinals fans are riding high right now, you know, temper the expectations a little bit because we really don't know what is going to uh, end up happening here.
0: It's not like they're going to be riding a 15 game win streak into the playoffs or anything.
1: No, certainly not. Uh, all right, do we want to get in? So Giants-Braves, I mean, we're just monitoring right now. Uh, it's still the top of the ninth. Uh, Braves are still up here. Oh, okay, they, they just went. Out. Josh Peterson went, popped yeah.
0: out, so we are now in the mid middle of the ninth.
1: All the right, well, Giants even the if the Giants were to win. Um, yeah, well, I, think of, we, I
0: think we've covered the scenarios of win or lose pretty well for them for this point. Yeah,
1: you know, if the Giants win – then they have a two game lead on the Dodgers. They lose, they have a one game lead. And, uh, like we said, Dodgers, Reds Cardinals, Padres, these series to watch this weekend along with those AL East ones. But right before we leave, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Right before we leave, I forgot to mention LJ, uh, Vladdy Jr., 46th homer tonight uh, to take first place uh, in the leaderboard. Uh, what do we think right now? Are we thinking that he's the favorite to win, or does Salvi Perez still – still? I mean, he's only one back, right? They they both have a pretty reasonable chance.
0: They have a very reasonable chance. It's, it's way too close. certainly way too close to call it. But, you see, here's my thing. It would be great to see Salvador Perez get a home run crown. Mm-hmm. And he certainly has less time and opportunity to do it in his career. Vladi's going to have more and more seasons like this as time goes on. However, we then have to think about what this mean, what these awards is going to end up meaning towards Vladi Guerrero's legacy. I don't mean this as a knock on him, he is a fantastic player, but at the same time, there are a lot of amazed, other amazing players in his own league. So the MVPs, the some of that attention isn't always gonna be on him. So it would really, it's gonna help his legacy a lot more, I think, to be able to have these um, awards, these accolades, like the home run, home run crown. Cause he could hit, he could reasonably from now until he retires, lead the league in home run crowns and not be the best, not even be one of the three most impactful players in his league.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Look at guys like Wander Franco. You look at Sh- Shohei Otani, you look at, I don't know, Bobby Witt, you, you, you name it there are a lot of very talented up-and-coming guys that are going to be right around his age that are going to steal a lot of that spotlight. So he needs all that he can get to further cement the legacy we hope is coming. So I kind of have to pull for Vladdy.
1: Uh, I'm also pulling for Vladdy, especially because if we see, like, I mean, I, I would love to see him have a Hall of Fame career, and he certainly has a good start to that. Uh, but for him to lead the league in homers at age 22 in his age 22 year <laughs> and he would, he leads in runs, hits, homers, and then leads the American league in batting average on um, base percentage slugging OPS plus and total bases. This is age 22 year. I mean,
0: Is it time we start talking about the MVP discussion again? Because it feels almost criminal that a guy can lead in just about every single offensive statistic and not win the MVP.
1: But this is the one case where I think it, because no one has ever done what Shohei Otani has done this year, LJ. I mean, and I honestly believe that Shohei Ohtani's value is much more than what war will tell you. Because, LJ, war isn't calculating the value that Ohtani has brought to the Angels by not having to have another player on the roster, not having to have another pitcher or whatever. You know, him being able to basically take up two roster spots at once War is not going to adjust for that. It doesn't know how to. It's that you know the calculation was made when two-way players did not exist anymore, and you know he's got seven point eight total. War is is the Vladdy gonna finish above that? I mean, maybe no, he's at six point one, but he again, still I... have a he's still a hot two weeks and you're a hot last two weeks and you're you're at eight. So, but LJ I you do make a great point And maybe we need to somehow, you know, let's, let's make a new award for, for Otani kind of like, you know, actually, I don't know because they do have like silver sluggers and all that. And sure. While the MVP is a great accolade, Vlady's going to get the silver slugger. He's going to get the Hank Aaron award, which is usually given to the best hitter in each league. So, well, Finishing second in the MVP, presumably. Of course, he would love to win it with this season. He's still going to get his fair share of accolades.
0: Certainly. All right.
1: All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And uh, yeah, we will see you all tomorrow. See you manana.